Welcome everybody to Tap Out Talk. We're going to cover UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, where it all began here on the Results and Thoughts. And I want to tell you guys, it was a night where it all began. It was a night where MMA was birthed in the United States. And it was a night where we would see not only the legendary Hoist Gracie and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu introduced to the world, but we would also see the debut of the one and number one fighter in Japan in shoot fighting, future WWE legend, Ken Shamrock. This was on November 12, 1993 in Denver, Colorado with other over 8,000 in attendance. But this would actually catch more notoriety on blockbuster video rentals many years later. You most likely would have seen UFC 2 on pay-per-view before renting UFC 1. Commentators for the evening will be Bill Wallace, world-known martial artist Kathy Long, and Jim Brown, that's right, the great Jim Brown, legendary NFL running back. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at the competitors and what we got lined up. It's all martial arts, no weight classes, no rules. Let's learn. City of Denver, Colorado, where the weatherman is warning local residents to brace themselves for a huge snowstorm. But tonight, the big storm on everyone's mind is taking place indoors at the McNichols Sports Arena, the site of tonight's landmark martial arts event. Eight of the deadliest fighters in the world will meet in a no-holds-barred combat to determine who is the ultimate fighting champion. Be forewarned, there are no rules, no judges' scores, and no time limits testing themselves in bare knuckle combat this evening you'll witness hoist gracie brazilian and world light heavyweight jiu-jitsu champion patrick smith 1993 sabaki challenge heavyweight champion in taekwondo art jimerson ibf north american cruiser boxing champion gerard Jourdeau, world heavyweight savat champion zane frazier the wkf super heavyweight kempo champion ken shamrock the number one ranked shoot fighter in Japan. Tylee Tuli, three years pro sumo champion of Japanese professional circuit. And Kevin Rozier, WKA and ISKA super heavyweight kickboxing champion. Eight street tough warriors wage combat in a battle where anything can happen and probably will. A battle where anything can happen and probably will. And this was the inaugural evening where it all began, UFC 1. And we start with a very, it was a short event, but we start with our first ever matchup in the history of the event. We have G Gerard Gorgeau representing at 6 foot 5 inches, 216 pounds, the Savate Karate Champion. And Amsterdam, Netherlands being represented. We also, he will be taking on Taylor Tuli, representing the discipline of sumo from Hawaii at six foot two, 410 pounds. Interesting to show that there were no weight classes and no rules in here. This, the idea of the UFC was Street Fighter. Anything goes, it's as real as it gets. The first fight, of course, in history brings these guys together. And truly interesting note, outweighs Gorgeau by 200 pounds. 
They circle and they start before Thule rushes in in sumo style and tries to pin Gorgeau against the fence. But he eats a punch for his efforts and Thule loses his footing and ends up actually on his knees next to the cage. And Gorgeau just goes right in with the charge and takes this opportunity to kick Thule square in the face which bam causes them just to lose one of his teeth and they go flying out and they actually end up near the commentary desk and then he then waits for a second and Gorjo follows up with a right hand to his face for good measure the referee instantly sees this and stops the fight on this one and about the 26 second mark so Thule isn't happy about the stoppage but he's a bloody mess and with his mouth busted open his eye is got a little bit of a cut over it not to mention the incident with the tooth that we just talked about the whole fight lasted again Gorjo defeating Thule via technical knockout TKO with a head kick at the 26 second mark and it goes to show you the bigger they are not always the advantage in this case the harder they fall and it's an interesting note because that kick if you watch the match just watch it for the initial kick it does set the tone of the night of quick matches in UFC being as real as it gets. Moving on, we get our next matchup, which is gonna be Kevin Rogier versus, Kevin Rogier actually comes in at six foot four, 265 pounds, and he's representing the brand of kickboxing out of New York. And he's gonna take on Zane Frazier, who is six foot six and 230 pounds. And he will be representing karate on this evening out of Hollywood, California. So at this point, it's the second quarterfinal matchup getting ready to start in a clash of fights. Again, karate versus kickboxing. Who will win? Rogier looks like he's got a size advantage with the bigger guy uh, in the white trunks and the size advantage as he gets underway. And he puts pressure on Frazier from the get-go, landing overhead. And he's dropping at, uh, Frazier's right down to a knee. After taking an elbow to the back head, Frazier actually pops back up. I thought he was going to be done at this point. And they begin trading against the cage once again. Frazier lands some knees and punches of his own and starts landing good uppercuts that have Frazier in trouble as both fighters start to get a little tired due to the elevation in Denver, Colorado, we'll be later noting. Frazier manages to get Rozier down and lands a knee before they both pop up again and start engaging. Both fighters are really tired and punches are coming more slowly now. Rogier starts landing more punches, causing Frazier to drop against the cage. Rogier then turns to uh, some foot stops, stomping him into the cage, which causes Frazier's corner man to get nervous and actually see the white towel come thrown in to save their fighter from receiving any more damage, which is a legal way because Frazier was not responsive at this point in time when he was getting stomped. This is uh, ran a little longer than the first bout, but... Both of these fighters actually gassed out at the end of this match. And I think Rogier had a little more uh, to go, but he just got caught up in a, some bad hits. And so ultimately, uh, Frazier just ran out of steam on this one. Kevin Rogier defeated Frazier via TKO in a corner stoppage at the four minute and 20 second mark on this one, proving kickboxing over karate in the UFC one. We move ahead to our first debut of our first ever UFC Hall of Famer, Royce Gracie. Royce Gracie in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world, coming in at six foot one, 180 pounds. And you think the bigger guys have the advantage in this one, but we'll have to wait and see, of course. We know better. We know mixed martial arts is being born here this evening. 
Art Jimerson is going to be his opponent representing the boxing world. So we got Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu versus boxing. Art Jimerson is six foot one, 196 pounds, out of St. Louis, Missouri. This is our next quarterfinal matchup. Ron Machito joins the commentary team in the detail of how a grappler like Gracie is and that Jimerson must keep the fight standing if he's going to hand a have a chance. Uh, Jimerson, oddly, is wearing only one boxing glove while fighting. I think we'd find out later that he didn't want to break his hand, but it still doesn't make sense of why he wouldn't wear both boxing gloves or none. But ultimately, he does wear the one glove. Somebody does mention that maybe he's using it as a distraction, but it didn't really work. Gracie enters the octagon wearing his white gi, and then we do note that guys are allowed to wear their full attire in gi. And I will say from somebody like myself who has done MMA and lived in that world for so long. The gi, um, you can be used to an advantage and disadvantage depending on how you use it. Um, the fight begins with Gracie throwing a few kicks to keep the boxer down. Jimerson is at you know bay and then he explodes forward taking him to the ground, working quickly from a side mount. So Gracie, they start on, again in the beginning, but Gracie begins landing some strikes before Gracie even attempts a submission and then the boxer actually taps out out of frustration and panic of being pinned to the ground and not being able to get up. So it was a kind of a weird ending as commentators, but ultimately if you see what's happening here, Gracie gets Jimerson in a grapevine type technique in which he has him on the ground. There's nothing he can do. So he just eventually just gave up and tapped. Um, again, in modern day MMA and UFC, they would, if it was not really working at all, the referee would make them stand up and reset, which I do think is a great rule. However, uh, this did cause a quick end, and Jimerson uh, basically just kind of tapped out looking for the inevitable as he hit the floor, and Boyce Gracie moves on. And this actually does show us that the smaller guy and the technical ground game does work. I want to let you guys know, uh, you know, there is a stat out there that 95% of fights from the United States law enforcement thing um, basically states that 95% of fights do go to the ground, and we would find that out in the years to come. So now we have our next UFC Hall of Famer debut at this one. Ken Shamrock, representing shoot fighting out of Japan and also California, six foot, 220 pounds. And he was uh, known for Pancrase and a couple other of these types of tournaments already. And then we got Pat Smith, a hometown boy from Denver, Colorado, where you know, the atmosphere is not really going to bother him too much or the altitude. He's six foot two, 217 pounds, representing Taekwondo, again, out of Colorado. So we have Pat Smith. Um, I believe Pat Smith is a good fighter. would see him back in future UFC um, pay-per-views. However, uh, Ken Shamrock, he drew the unfortunate at fighting Ken Shamrock at the very first UFC. He, this was our third quarter final, and when you draw against against the number one fighter in Japan, you know it's might be not going to be a great night. The fight gets underway, and Shamrock comes out quickly and gets Smith in a body lock, instantly taking him to the ground, looking really kind of clueless at this point on the ground, and Smith just holds Shamrock so that he's unable to strike him. Shamrock then decides to drop back with a heel hook, and he's attempting uh, to strike Shamrock with kicks and elbows, but eventually just taps out. And then another fight that uh, really didn't take too long. Shamrock states in the post fight that Smith had no knowledge of submissions, didn't know what he was doing, 
which made the fight very easy for him. He said it was the easiest fight he's ever had in his life. I love Shamrock's attitude. Shamrock does get the win here. Beating Pat Smith via submission with a heel hook at the 1 minute 49 second mark. And I did hear that there was some contention where Pat Smith did get his ankle broken in this matchup. Um, I did hear that rumor about that. And that would be a good reason for the give up. But Shamrock definitely, if you've ever locked in a heel hook, um, I, it's one of my favorite go-to moves myself that I like to put on somebody. And, you know, you get in a position like this here, like Shamrock's got, you can just lean back. As long as you got your leg protected, you're good to go on this one. But, again, I think Pat Smith will be back in UFC too, and we'll see if he does a little better. Hey, guys, if you're listening, hit that like button. If you love UFC, hit that like button. It's going to allow you to see more UFC-type videos on YouTube. Also helps me out a great deal here on the channel. Consider subscribing here on Tap Out Talk if you guys like what you see. But ultimately, let's move ahead. We've got our next matchup, which is Gerard Gorgeau versus Kevin Rogier. So this is, again, Savate versus kickboxing it's the first semi-final bout of the final four Gorgeau had a quick fight in the quarterfinal it only lasted 26 seconds Rozier was pretty tired after his first fight and he said in a post-match interview it was almost a five-minute brawl with Zane Frazier the fight starts and Rozier is the one doing the pursuing Gorgeau fights him off with some leg kicks keeps him at bay which causes Rozier's legs to buckle a little and then follows up with a combination dropping Rozier. Gorgeau keeps a distance but keeping rushing in. Whenever Gorgeau becomes to climb to his feet, he comes right back in and hits him again. Gorgeau begins to turtle up and Gorgeau lands a nasty stomp into the corner and starts with the stomps again, much like in his first match. Those foot stomps are a way just to keep your opponent down until they're ready to submit and give up. Yet another short fight in Rogier come out looking to put away his opponent once again quickly. And this time he did it, beating Kevin Rogier in a TKO with a corner stoppage once again at the 59 second mark. So Gerard Gorgeau is going to go to the finals of UFC 1, fighting less than two minutes in the entire event where you're designed to fight one man, then another, and then another to be the ultimate fighting champion. Moving on to our other semifinals matchup. We're going to get two Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, Hoyce Gracie and Ken Shamrock. The match that really showcased everything that the world wanted to see. This was everything we've anticipated. We've looked for knowledge of grappling skills and both defeated their opponent quickly in their quarterfinal match. The fight begins and we get Gracie that looks for a takedown on Shamrock right away. Shamrock defends well, so he ends up being on top. Gracie lands some heel strikes from the bottom. Gracie attempts to grab the leg for a submission, but Gracie defends well, and now he's on top. Shamrock sits up and attempts to grab the leg again, but this time Gracie switches to the side back mount and wraps um, his arm and Shamrock around Shamrock's neck, using his gi to choke him a little bit. It's a dirty, it's a good move, but it, man, it's, it's very impactful. Um, around Shamrock's neck, using his gi to choke him as Shamrock taps. So he kind of gets him with the gi there. The referee didn't seem to see the tap, but Gracie shouts at the ref, assuring that he did indeed tap, in which Shamrock did not protest, and he said he did tap. Um, well, this is um, the first really competitive fight in the whole show. Um, ultimately, it just was not one-sided. We even saw it take place on the ground, where both Gracie and Shamrock 
have known backgrounds of fighting. These were clearly the two best fighters, and you would almost think that this would go to the main event. But ultimately, we did have a draw that set these guys up to meet on a path eventually. So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu does come out on top in this one with Gracie getting the uh, submission via the gi choke at the 57 second mark another quick fight here at UFC one those guys will both be back for many UFCs and many fights years later which we will enjoy but now we would get a ceremony for Gracie Jiu Jitsu with Harry of Gracie getting honored for this event and for his style of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and ironically his family Royce Gracie is representing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and the Gracie train coming out versus Gerardo Gourgeau in the Sabate group in the finals. The final bout of the evening, again, we get this too, and we know it's striker versus grappler in this one. The fight begins, and Gracie looks immediately to take Gourgeau to the ground, and the Dutchman defends well, and they end up against the fence in the clinch. Eventually, Gracie gets Gourgeau um, to the ground, and he quickly gains a mount position, and then he lands a couple strikes and headbutts, and he starts headbutting just kind of wearing Gorgeau to basically turn his back on him so he can get a choke on him. I think he's going for a rear naked choke. Once his back is turned, he wastes no time locking in. That's right, the rear naked choke, and he taps Gorgeau a few seconds later. This was another short fight for Gracie, who made quick work of his opponent on that night. And he's awarded with $50,000 as the Ultimate Fighting One champion. He celebrates in the cage afterwards. Gracie is your ultimate fighting champion in the record books, and he celebrates with his family, saying that his technique is what won him his overall fights. Royce Gracie defeats Gorgeau via submission in the rear naked choke, but they get the $50,000 along with his father, along with his family, and this is the end and puts this one at a wraps. Putting that at a wraps, let me give you guys some final thoughts on UFC 1. This is like Street Fighter in real life. We got boxing, kickboxing, sumo, savate. We got it all in this one. And I will say with the eight competitors, it did remind me of such. And I will also say this was definitely Gracie Jiu-Jitsu getting introduced to the world. And they were a very integral part of putting this event on. Having the event in Denver, Colorado definitely was not... Um, for the unconditioned. As we would see, interviewers Kevin Roger admit that he would like to come back and he just felt unconditioned after fighting his first fight for four minutes, 20 seconds, which was the longest fight of the night. And then you got um, I, a couple different things here, but I do think it was the right formula and it would be successful for many years to come. This is the beginning of UFC and the end of the boxing era where MMA was born. This is UFC 1, where it all begins. And I would say I thoroughly did enjoy it. I remember being a kid watching this. And back when MMA was not as thing, but I was very deep into it for many, many years. And I just looked at this and I owned all these VHSs and I tried to study them. And I tried to just get more so I could use it in my own fights and to try to help me. And the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu concept was very new to me at the time, in addition to my different disciplines that I was into. But guys, I want to say thank you again for joining me here on Tap Out Talk. You guys are the best. You're the greatest. And we're going to do more 
MMA stuff here on the show, along with our WWE and wrestling AEW. But again, that's all we got. I'm going to get out of here. Like, share, subscribe. Thanks for watching. And it's not goodbye. It's game over. <laughs>